mic check Yeah, I'ma I'm keep the smooth the voice going Just cause it, it, felt, it felt right, you know Yo, this the Bull Body Podcast We got my man Jeff Kamaka What up, what up Got my man Ryan Eads Grooving, feeling himself And I am Larry Alexander Yo, what's good, fam? Yo It's the Bull Barrio Podcast You heard? Got them West Coast vibes in the house Them West Coast vibes in the house Shout out to Usaka Shout out to my boy Usaka for making this fire beat We might have to make some lyrics to this though it's fire Yeah, it's fire Hey, you want freestyle, Chris? Bro, it's cause I, I can't freestyle, bruh <laughs> I can't freestyle If I would've tried to freestyle, it would've just been some gibberish You know what I'm saying? Yo, what's good, y'all? Um, How's everybody doing? How, how you guys doing, Jeff? Ryan? Yeah. Good man, good, good, good. You know, another good. week, and you know, I like to say as good as you can be in a pandemic. You know, mm, I feel yeah. like I forget sometimes. Like, oh dang, we're we're still in a pandemic. <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh, but good, good, good to be back in the barrio. Hey, hey. Yeah. I feel like I'm over in Alaska. You know, I'm. Uh, <laughs> I'm- I'm, I got like 10 inches of snow raining down on me right now in Indiana. So. <laughs> That's insane, bro. <laughs> I, was, I was telling Ryan, like, and, and and we do got some Indiana friends, Indiana listeners out there. Shout out to y'all. Y'all stay safe out there. I was telling Ryan, I envy y'all right now, man, because I didn't get to experience snow like that. Like, I, I experienced snow when I was in Indy, but it wasn't like that, like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get yeah. it. This is, yeah, we are in it right now for sure. And the fact that yeah. schools are getting closed down, like in LA, oh, yeah. never, never. The schools, yep. schools closed down in LA because the district don't want to pay the teachers. <laughs> uh, Yo, facts. So- <laughs> Yo, that, that's crazy. I was thinking about that earlier. I was like, Yo, these people in Indiana and other places where where it snows and stuff like that, school gets shut down. I was like. I don't even think I don't think I've ever experienced a school shutdown other than like in the pandemic. And then but also like what you just said, you know, teachers not getting paid or or the walkouts. Yeah, right? the walkouts the are walkouts and in, in the early two thousands. We're gonna have to talk about that. Yeah, we uh, in another episode, man. Yep. Yo, Ryan. Yeah. When I was in middle school, bro. I, I was in middle school. I don't know where you uh you're you're yeah. probably in high school already, Jeff. Or uh no, I was in middle school too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Dang, that much older than you. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You're my bad, my bad. Already. Yo, how old are you, Jeff? Uh dang. I'm a little I'm a, no, I'm not ashamed. I <laughs> I think I think when it comes to age it it, it gets better with age, you know? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like wine. Like wine. Yeah, like fine wine. I'm twenty seven. Oh, okay. We are the same age. I'm tripping. Yeah, bro. yeah, yeah. So we're we're going into our prime, you know. Yeah, yeah. Wait, hold up, hold up. You you were scared to say you're 27. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not. I try to say that I'm not scared. 
My um, dude, do you you probably if somebody's listening on a podcast, they can't see my gray hair on the side of my head. Yo. I'm 31 years old and I'm going gray. Oh, can man. you see this? Oh, he's got it in the beard. <laughs> Bro, the beard is is I I say is wisdom, you know. Oh, yeah, it is. It is. You that's know what I'm saying? What it is. That's that's what it is. Yo, but uh, what I was going to say is, yo, those walkouts in middle school, bro, were crazy, bro. Like, I remember the, the chaos. We're going to have to talk about that yep, as, yep, uh, on an episode yep. and kind of share, share share those stories with Ryan. So, Ryan, yeah. Ryan hears about them, them walkouts, man. It yep. was crazy. Um, Yo, <clears throat> I didn't mention this to you guys earlier, but I, I just want to throw it out there. I don't know if you guys have seen it yet, but I haven't, and I can't wait to see it. That uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. You saw it already? No, but okay. just the trailers. Yeah. And man, I can't wait, bro. The trailers, the the cast. Oh my gosh, the cast. Yeah, the cast. And the soundtrack. That I mean, the the album. Sheesh, bro! They got they 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 released a a, a Nipsey a Nipsey Hustle and Jay Z track, bro, and it's fire, uh, and it's wow, fire. It's, it. it's called "What It Feels Like," bro. I almost cried, bro, just cause like they gave him a whole verse, bro. There was a uh, whole man. Nipsey verse in there, and he's in the hook. It's fire, and then Jay Z just drops bars, bro. Um, <clears throat> and it was it was Jay Z wrote his part. Not so long ago, because he mentions uh, the Capitol insurrection. And in, in so, it, it's crazy how behind a lot of these um, black activists, like pioneers and leaders, you look into their story, and there's always somebody from a government agency looking to disrupt it. Mm. Like, look at what happened with Dr. King and yep. you look at what happened with Malcolm X and like a, a more like even more activist. And it's just insane. But yeah. uh, we can talk about that another day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we we, we should insane. we should definitely watch it and then just kind of have an episode where we break it down. And yeah. I will say because I know some people are like uh, will say, especially and I'm talking about directly for, for Christians. No, some Christians are gonna are gonna be like, "Yo, that is blasphemous!" Like, how are you gonna say a black messiah and all I'm this? The devil. Yeah, how the dare devil. you watch something like that? Well, look, let me just tell you why. I just found out why it's it, they called it that, and so mm. it's because the uh, the FBI, one of the FBI agents, uh, reference to this guy, the chairman of of the Black Panthers. He referenced uh, to him as the Black Messiah. Wow! So, uh, so that's where that that's where the name comes. So it's it's because yeah. that's what it's that's what it, it, he's called. Yeah, and what he represented, you know, um, right? Represented for the civil rights, and it's crazy. But yep. to today's topic, which we could, we could connect to. To the to to uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, but we're gonna we're gonna connect to some other things and yeah. and today really the two main topics like the concepts that are gonna just govern our our conversation. We're gonna talk about the image of God, Ooh. right? The the imago Dei, if you want to say it in Latin, yes, sir. Uh, the image of God, and and we're gonna talk about 
what that means to us, what what it means in scripture as we as we perceive it, as we've heard it, as we've read it, and then we want to we want to connect it to how that informs the way we perceive the gospel, the way we embody the gospel, the way we speak the gospel, and 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 to some real life issues. You know, um, I, I think we got to remember that the conversations we have here in the barrio is they're always about touching the streets, touching the homes and it's never just meant to be some ivory tower mental exercise, you know? Um, And that's what theology is about. You know, theology, the study of God um, is about looking at how all these concepts touch life, you know? Um, But the image of God, the image of God. And so like before we, we even start talking about it, I think it would be awesome to just, to just read it, you know, yes. let's, let's read it and let's see what, um, what scripture actually says about it, you know? And so, uh, it's in the book of Genesis. It's going to be in chapter one and it's just a couple verses, a lot of stuff going on in this, in these first two chapters, but this is essentially what happens. God creates everything light, the sun, the moon, he gives the world order. And then on, on the sixth day, after having created the, the earth and the grass and all the animals, uh, God creates the human being. Yes. And it says, verse 26, it says, chapter 1, verse 26, And God said, Let us make humankind in our image, according to our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the wild animals of the earth. And over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. Um, that's a good that's a good translation there. So God created humankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them male and female. He created them. The last part right here. God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Not fruitful, fruitful. <laughs> be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. And then God said, see, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is upon the face of all the earth and every tree with seed and its fruit. You shall have them for food and to every beast of the earth and to every bird of the air and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life. I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. And then God saw everything that he made, and indeed, it was very good. So, the image of God. And I think a good point of departure for this conversation is, let's, what if we talk about what is the image of God? How we, we, can look, we can examine the text, but, you know, us human beings, we have traditions. Um, we're we're uh, really tied to our traditions, right? Some people, like I, I had this little tradition where for New Year's Eve, um, I, 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 I like to go to In-N-Out and, and just, you know, have the last burger of the year. Um, and people have different traditions, you know, and, and they live by these traditions. Yeah. They, they, they die by these traditions. And those traditions have also informed how we interpret and how and what we think is the image of God. And... Well, uh, what do you what do you guys think about about the image of God? Yeah, I uh, when I think of the image of God, I think of um, 
Ah, I love the first like three chapters of Genesis just cause there's so much. Yeah. Uh, but like, uh, I love, um, let's make human beings in our image mm-hmm. that kind of cues to like a heavenly council. Mm-hmm. So there's more, there's more going on than just, uh, just Yahweh sitting up there by himself. Yeah. Like we he's already got, yeah. he's already got a spiritual council in place. Yeah. What like, this is, <laughs> this is a big thing. I think of, of, uh, of the God of Israel. We talk about uh, Yahweh being the God of gods. Yeah. Um, the God of creation that is kind of overseeing this um, and kind of putting into motion his idea of um, what it means to have creation and let creation, he's letting us run this ship. He says right there, like, Hey humans, I just created you and it's yours. You Mm -hmm. run it. Like just stay in accordance with me. You got, you got all you need. You got food and it's yours. Um, that's crazy stuff to me. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, Larry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I would, I would second every, everything you guys have said. Um, one thing that fascinates me is, and this is something I've been learning, uh, as I've been studying theology more, just paying attention to the text. And the fact that it's repeated, like, uh, like almost gives it, like, if if there, if it, if it wasn't, if it didn't have enough value already, which it already did, the fact that we were created in God's image, the fact that it says it twice, you know, uh, is is interesting to me, you know. So God created humankind in His image, in the image of God, He created them, and then and then the male and female, He created them. Like we could even dive into that, like how, you know, the like why the emphasis there and the fact that like I don't think we see I don't think we see Eve come into the picture. We haven't seen Eve come into the picture yet, but he establishes that. And I think that might be because that's like this is the first creation account. Is that second? Right? Yeah. So the that first chapter, account? the first and second chapters, there's supposed to be two different views, two different perspectives on the yeah. same, right. on the same like account. I mean, sorry, on, on the act of creation. Like chapter two right. zooms in into into what's yeah. happening in creating humankind. Yep. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So I think I think that uh, I I for me it it establishes how I'm supposed to view others, how I'm supposed to live among others. Uh, you know, w- what Ryan said is, is, is very important. You know, the, that heavenly council, the fact that, you know, it, it almost, it almost seems like it's a, it's, it was a collaborative work amongst the Trinity, right? Like let us make, uh, you know, let us make men uh, in our image. So, that uh that is very important to me um because i i i look into it as yo as human beings i don't care how introverted you are you are not you you are not made to live life alone you know and i think i think uh bringing that into our context today with the pandemic we you know something i've been paying attention to lately 
and I've been trying to I've been trying to pay more um, more close attention to is um, the suicide rate that has gone up. You know the uh, suicides. Uh, you know the, the depression. Uh, I just saw just a few days ago this post of that this uh, uh, big TikTok influencer girl. She's like eighteen. Uh, committed suicide, man. Like, you know, and so, uh, it, it just broke my heart to see that, right? Uh, and and I was just thinking, man, it, this time, the time that we're living in, you know, has put me, has put us in a place where we're not, we're not living the way we were created to live, which is in community and you know, among among different people and all that. And then I heard, I also heard, uh. Uh, Preston Perry, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Preston Perry, amazing, amazing guy. Go check him out. Uh, but he he was he was bringing this up uh, in relation to something else, but it ties into I think what, what we're talking about as far as the image of God is. He was talking about uh, the prison system and how uh, solitary confinement is is not a good is not a good uh, way of uh, punishing. Uh, inmates and it's actually it, it doesn't do any good in in the rehabilitation of that inmate because what that does it is it causes it causes you to lose your your mind in in a sense right you're you're all alone you're isolated you're you're muted you're muted jeff oh, no, sorry and, and it cuts you off from others like you were saying like right and that's why it messes with you so much exactly and so and so i think exactly i think that's what ties in that ties into uh being in the image of God. We see God being in relationship and communion uh you know with with uh you know the Son and the Holy Spirit and and that collaborative work, right? In 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 the creation that we see from the beginning. Um I think that that ties into uh even that that whole rehabilitation of somebody. Um like it, like a prisoner, you know, it doing that whole solitary thing uh, damages that person, and then also with with the whole pandemic and and the suicidal rates and all that, you know, and then we could even tap in not just in the pandemic. And this is the last thing I'm gonna say uh, on on this point is I just thought about this now, like social media makes it seem. Is, is like an artificial connection right between amongst amongst each other amongst people but you know as soon as like for example right now we're connected right we're connected on this but as soon as this meeting ends we are no longer connected yeah right so i go back to being and i'm not alone guys i'm not i'm not by myself <laughs> i'm not isolated here but if i were as soon as i would disconnect from this or as soon as i would put my phone down i go back to my reality which is a a reality of isolation a reality a reality of solitude and not a good type not the good type of solitude so um so i think that goes back to just the way we're created we're created in the image of god yeah so. yeah and, and i think both of you guys make a lot of good points and 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 I kind of want to I want to respond to the things you guys said. I, I wrote them down, but usually the way these the, the image of God has been interpreted, like traditionally, historically, is one one perspective is 
do they call it the ontological perspective, meaning it describes the why you are the way you are. So for example, mm. to bear the image of God means to be able to speak, to be to have intellect, to be able to to wow. communicate, like, yeah. like God communicates. But the other perspective is more functional and it emphasizes on the dominion of the human beings that were created. Um, they they were called to uh, they were called to have authority and over the creation, um, and 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 they're called they're created by God to be fruitful in everything mm-hmm. they do. Um, and so then another interpretation is has to do with the relationship between Adam and Eve, the first humans, and creation, and how they relate to that creation, mm. and and how they relate to that creation flows from what both of you have been saying from God, right? Yeah. Um, uh, because they're created in the image of God. Um, and I think you make an ex- interesting point, Larry, and it's something that uh, Dr. King emphasizes. And Dr. King, when, 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 when he was, because Dr. King, one of the things about Dr. King is that, 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 that I love is that everything he stood for was theologically grounded. Mm, um, so yeah, for example, yeah. um, the reason why he saw segregation as evil and sinful is because for him, segregation and, and I would, and then Miros, uh, this theologian named Miroslav Volf, he describes it as exclusion. He sees that as going completely against, uh, the reason and the purpose why God created human beings, which is what you emphasize, Larry, yeah. is, is relationship, it's community. And so anything that that causes segregation, separation, um, anything that causes exclusion from the, the aim and purpose of community is sin. Wow. That's um, good. And, and so Dr. King's theology was was formed, was deeply formed by by this concept of the image of God. And the other thing that I want to emphasize, and this is getting more into like the nitty gritty of, of the text, which like if you get bored, I'm really sorry, but like, I like to nerd out about these things. Like nerd out, bro. Like this is my, my thing. And, and so, um, one I'll, of the things, I'll make it entertaining. I'll just <laughs> some, some hood stuff here. Let's do it. So one of the, a couple of things to, to highlight, the first thing is that one of the amazing things is that everything else that, that God creates, he creates it by speaking. Um, and, and in those times, it is only it's kings who make things happen by speaking. Mm. Um, no one else can make things happen by speaking because they don't have that authority. Only kings do. And so then, um, what you see here is God, in a way, exercising kingly authority, this royal authority, this power to create and make things happen. Um, so you see that, and a part of that is that the humanity, the human beings, are. The only, the, I guess the only part of creation that God actually touches, meaning everything else, the sun, the moon, separating the water from the earth, he creates by speaking. But human beings, he actually forms them with his own hands and then breathes into them. And there you starting to see, you starting to see that there's this specific dignity that God gives to humanity yeah. um, that is different from the rest of creation, even animals. Um, 
And then the last thing I want to, I want to, and I want to know your thoughts. Um, I want to say is the fact that it's interesting that God creates images of himself. Um, God creates images of himself. And there's one thing he tells human beings not to do. One thing he tells his people not to do is do not create an image of me. Do not create another image to worship. Do not create idols, right? Formed by hands. But God does the exact opposite. God forms images of himself to serve as his representatives to the earth, to, to, to the creation. And, and, and from there, like, for me, the image of God is that, is that God creates people to reflect that are direct, that should be direct reflections of him to um, the world. Kind of like a signpost, right? You read a, you read a signpost on the street and it tells you the name of the street. And, and I think uh, what I see here is that's the purpose. One of the purposes of, of being human is, is to, based off of Genesis, is to represent God. Um, to to the world, and, and and what you see in all of these things, I guess, just to synthesize it, is that human beings have this innate dignity, this innate dignity, and this, yeah. in in a way, this this the they were created with this propensity to to do good and to and to represent God, yeah, and. And yeah, it's just, it's just crazy. It's just crazy, right? That God, God tells us don't do this, but he does it. Yeah. Um, and so only God is allowed to create images of himself, but we're not, you know, we're not because then things could go haywire. But yeah. And we're not called just to, just to kind of uh, understand this better. Cause I, I had never, I honestly had never made the connection there. So you, you saying that was, was, a, was a pretty like, a pretty dope moment for me but so he he said he creates images of himself in us right that's who we are mm-hmm. we're not allowed cre- to create images of him mm-hmm. or right or anything that's so dope man uh, of or anything representing him yeah. right he already did that within us yeah right now that doesn't mean because we worship each other. <laughs> right, right. We, which which some of us do. Like some of us <laughs> fall into that and uh, you know, you gotta stop. We gotta stop with that. But um you know you know that that's just a very interesting point. Um and let me ask you this. Like, I, I don't know I don't I don't know if you're gonna ask something. Well go ahead, go ahead, Ryan. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say that's the original design. Like yeah. of, of us is to is to be image bearers of God and to glorify and worship. Like those are our like main things. He yep. he created us with the intent to rule with authority over the earth. So we have that in us, that desire yeah. to rule and have authority and that desire to worship. And those two things are ingrained in us originally. That's in Genesis one. It doesn't go wrong until later down the road. Right. So chapter three. And, and I think one of the things that, that I want to emphasize is that do, things do go wrong eventually, but uh, Ryan, like you, 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 I think you pointed it out perfectly. Like it was good, you know, just like that last verse that we read said hmm. at the end, this was good. This is how it's supposed to be, you hmm. know? Um, and, 
but then it goes wrong. And but and we also got to talk about that because then this whole concept of all right. Did you did you want to ask anything else, Larry? Uh, not yes, but but we could wait on that. Okay. We, yeah, yeah. There's that, this whole. Yeah, go ahead. My bad. No, 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 you're good. This is whole concept of the fall, right? Where, where human beings disobey God uh, because mm. at at the at the in in essence, the fall is due to disobeying God. It's 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 due to to making uh, the wrong choice, and and I think it's important to also note that. Adam and Eve were given the ability to choose. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, I don't know how deep we can go into this, but it is just fascinating that, that, I mean, I don't know if it was the devil, right? The, but the serpent started talking and that's when uh, Eve um, was deceived, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I think the, what we have to realize is that a lot of times we emphasize um, just the deception. We just say things like, oh, man, freaking Eve, like, or freaking Adam. Where was Adam? But we don't, what we don't emphasize is what it is that the human beings were deceived about, which is what the serpent tells them is um, the reason why God doesn't want you to eat from, the, from those trees, from that tree, is because he doesn't want you to be like him. But mm. what they forgot was that they were already like him. You know what wow. I'm saying? And so yeah. then it's almost like they're tricked into giving up their, their, their identity, you know, and, and forgetting that they were already like God, you know? Um, but the question I want to ask you guys is because a lot of times in, and then don't worry guys, like we're, we're going to connect it to real life. Don't worry. We we're just setting up the foundation for you. Which technically it is real life. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think what's important about talking about these things is because it helps you make sense of life. Like, right. for example, you look at what they call uh, the Calvinist, um, the reformed um, tradition. And one of the things that they emphasize a lot is the depravity of human beings, meaning that human beings are so fallen and they're so against that original design due to the fall that their only propensity is to do bad. Mm. Um, and I remember uh, one of my old professors talking about like that people would make fun of him because of what he believed or, or people would look down on what he believed because he emphasized so much the, the depravity of human beings that he said, but it helps me make sense of the world. He says, and it helps me make sense of why I am the way I am. Mm. Um, and, but, but obviously he's not like, he wasn't depressed or anything like that. And, and, and he did see the good in people, but I think all these things help us make sense of why we are the way we are or why we reach for certain things and why we don't reach for other things. Yeah. You know? That's good. <laughs> My bad. My bad. I thought you were going to ask a question, Jeff. No, no, no. Was I? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I was. My bad. <laughs> Dang. I was over here like, You're good. I just dropped the bomb and no, but my question was in relation to the, to the Calvinist tradition was, do you, do you guys think that people who don't, believe in god or follow jesus do you guys think 
they don't have the image of God? Or do you guys think that mm. everyone holds the image of God? And if so, like how so? Yeah, yeah. I I I think I think they do. I think every human being bears the image of God. Now to what level? Maybe. Uh mm, you know, and, yeah. and maybe not maybe level isn't the right word, but but how I, I would I would maybe say how much is it is revealed mm. or and, and what is revealed, right? Uh because and even those who are even the, even in us who are believers, you know, how much is it revealed through us? How much is the 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 image of God revealed through us? Because you know, I think about I think about you know God's God's mercy, right? God's mercy. We can be very like we can lack mercy so much. Mm-hmm. We can lack being merciful so much, you know, uh, to the point where we're not, you know, we're not showing that that side. We're not revealing that side of of who who God is. You know, I see people that, you know, would many would consider uh, far from God. Right. Mm. Um, reveal so much of God. Like, you know what I'm saying? So much of God's yeah. character, yeah. you know, then there's the other side of things where it's like, as a man, I can't fully reveal the side that a woman reveals, right? When it comes to the image of God, to certain characteristics of God, you know, that uh, the the I think the love of a mother is, is a big one, you know, and, and that... Mm. Uh, I don't know how that sounds to people, but like, you know, I think I think the love of a mo- <laughs> I think <laughs> I think the love of a mother is so special and so unique, you know. Uh, but I believe that that comes from God. That mm-hmm. is that is a, a a level of love that God has, you know, and God has the ultimate level of, of love. And mm-hmm. I I think I think the the love of a mother is a glimpse of it. You know, just as a mo- the love of a spouse, the love of you know a father. Um, so I think there's certain there's many different ways, and and even that we could even tap into that. The fact that like I'm a single man, right? I'm probably not gonna reveal. I'm probably gonna reveal something new uh, that I hadn't uh, or or not reveal, but reflect a a different a different side of. Uh, of uh I was using uh, reveal the whole time. I'm gonna reflect guys. <laughs> reveal for myself, you know that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um reflect a certain side. You know, I'm probably not gonna reflect that that specific uh side of God in, in my own life until I'm I'm married, you know, and I demonstrate what that you know that side Ryan is married, so he's you know he's already reflecting that so i think i think there's there's so many different ways and yeah. and it you know especially because our god is just so big and and so you know indescribable that like you know we're yet to like know him fully you yeah. know so yeah, so, and, yeah. And, and and i think you make a lot of interesting points but i want to i want to push back a little bit because ooh, ooh. you watch out where the guns at? Where the guns at? Yeah, we're uh, not fired. On, Let's on, go. On. Come on. I wasn't ready. I wasn't expecting. Are you sleeping on? Hold on. 
Oh my gosh. No problem. Hold on, hold on. I'm about, I'm about to I'm about to go in. Well, go ahead. Go ahead, Jeff. No, but I, I think like you make an interesting point in, in because what I see, what I hear is you like you talking about the image of God again in in an ontological way. Like uh mm. it's about uh characteristics. Um but um I think we also have to emphasize the fact that it's also, um, I guess for the lack of better words, it's also practical. Like every mm-hmm. human being uh, do like by virtue of this narrative of this story of Adam and Eve has, has been given power to um, practice the kind of dominion God um, wants from them. Mm-hmm. But um, what I mean by that is, and you touched on it and it was uh in a way, stewarding the world and relating to the world in a way that is ref- actually reflective of God. Like, and you said, uh, you talked about mercy. And mm. I love that because a lot of times, again, the way we'll talk about the image of God is about dignity, which we should. It, it is yeah. about dignity. Um, and I think Dr. King emphasized that. But the other way is is that, is that um, you, it's insane to me that there are people who don't follow Jesus who sometimes don't reflect the image of God as much as people who, who don't follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, like you yeah. said, like there are, there are followers of Jesus who dis- ha- who display no mercy. And, and, and there are, are people who, who wouldn't identify as a Christian or as a follower of Jesus. And they're some of the most merciful people you'll ever meet. Yep. yep. And so yep. Um, I, I guess and so what I want to say first is that I, I think in terms of in terms of reflecting God, um, not in terms of dignity, but in terms of reflecting God, um, I see it, I see human beings like a broken mirror where um, um, when you look in the mirror, you still see yourself, but it's 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 in a it's in a distorted way. You know, you don't really see yourself in a complete way. It's yep. in cracks, yep. but the image is still there. Yeah. Um, and and for me, that image is you will always have dignity. Like you will always be worth fighting for. Like Dr. Sure. King says that love is is going to any extent necessary for the sake of the community. Hmm. Like that's love. Um, and that that's and 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 to embody and 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 live in a way where you see the image of God in people is to live that out is to go to whatever extent. And Jesus becomes the biggest example of that. Right. But the other thing that I feel like would interest people, because you kind of talked, you you got into the marriage talk. um, I believe that you don't need another person to fully reflect the image of God, Mm -hmm. like in terms of relationships. I think I believe that every person again, reflects the image of God. Yeah, um, yeah, and has the power to do so, um, and that you don't need another person to come and complete that image. Like, I think that's true. Like, true. like usually we think about it like in I don't know maybe because it's Adam and Eve, and so we think about it in in a couples kind of way. But the way I imagine it is more as a, a collective humanity. Like, like we all represent the image of God, and yeah. and and. And like you represent the image of God fully. Now, um, like getting back to the mirror thing, 
you know, I think when you follow Jesus, the goal is to have that mirror repaired, you know, whether it be a slow repair or a, or a fast repair. I don't think it'll ever be complete, but yeah, um, I think that's what we're following. That's where following Jesus is supposed to be getting you to. But if you're not getting to that point where you're becoming more like God and more like Jesus, then we're doing something wrong. Yeah. Um, and, and how, and, and how do you know you're becoming more like God or more like Jesus? The, the, the question should be, I mean, yeah, the question that, that you need to ask yourself is how am I treating others? How am I treating the creation? Am I, am I honoring the fact that this person was created in the That's image good. of God? If, if you're not there, then we got work to do. Um, yeah. Are you fighting then, for that, for that person's dignity? Right. Exactly. And then we can get in, unless you guys want to say something else, we can get into what it means for the gospel. Yeah. You know, right. I do. I do want to answer this question because I really, I kind of lean into the spiritual realm side of things a little bit on this. Um, and, and again, this is why I kind of love Genesis. Um, I do think everyone it has the image of God and you can't, it's not like portions of it can get taken away yeah. and people don't have extra images of God on them. Yeah. Um, I think the enemy is in the spiritual realm. I think everyone has the same image um, the, the, where we see people or, or scenarios fall short is, um, the impacts of what's going on in the spiritual realm. Mm. Um, I think, um, I think everyone was given the authority to choose how they use their authority. Mm. Right. So, because we were given authority to rule the earth. Yeah, so do right. we, we use that authority to, um, benefit others or do we, we use that authority to determine what is good and bad for ourselves, you know, like, so, and, and, you know, the, the biblical story arc is we, we decided as humans that we would just go ahead and decide for ourselves what is good and bad. Yeah. Um, and we saw how that played out. Um, and Jesus had to come reconcile that. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think everyone has the image of God. I think, I think, I think honestly, if I can go out on a limb, I think that um, the word God in English is a terrible representation of what the Hebrew was trying to talk about when it said oh, Elohim. Sure. Um, I think there are multiple gods, uh, English word gods. I think Yahweh is God of gods. Um, and I think that there were some spiritual beings that were heavily pissed off that we got the image of Yahweh because not every spiritual being was given that authority to bear that image. And I think that's where I think the fall of humanity was a parallel fall in the spiritual world. Dang. Oh, I think that's a whole nother topic, right? <laughs> like it's so interesting though, because like, like even just the word of God, like you're right. It, the word of God is not even a name. It, it's a, it's, it's like, a classification. Exactly. Like, yeah. Like if you look, if you look up the word, we God, love to label things. We love yeah, to yeah. La put yeah. labels. Yeah. Like if you look at the word God in the dictionary, all it means is a Supreme being. Um, mm. But in, but the Hebrew Bible, it gives you a name for this God names for this one specific God in scripture. Right. right? Like you say, Yahweh 
or you get a bunch of other Hebrew words that that talk about God as as um, giver, as provider, and yeah, and and I think you, yeah, you make an interesting point. Um, um, any any thoughts, Larry? Man, I I, you know, part of what what I've I've been taught, right, wants to say no. You no, know, you know, like that that can't be. That's not true. But then but then at the same time, I think like I, I feel like I feel like what we know and what scripture says leaves room for for that, like in a way. Like mm-hmm. and I may be wrong. I may be wrong, but I, I feel like there's there's room for what Ryan said to be true, you know? And, and I think, I mean, uh, it, it just depends how you define that word, even God's like, because in, yeah. like, for example, like one of the biggest things in, in the Hebrew Bible is there's only one God. Yep. And, and what does that mean to say there is only one God? Does it mean that there are no other gods right? or that there are no other beings? Like, like, for example, Paul will tell the Corinthian church, like, don't be afraid to eat um, food that has been given up to idols because you know, that those idols are not real. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, like, if if you eat it, like, you'll be good. But if you don't eat it, it's it's okay, too, because you'll be doing it for the benefit of others so they won't trip yeah. or stumble. But I think that's a whole nother episode. That is, that is. Um, yeah, because then I, I – sorry, I, I would I would even – and this is just to kind of, like, leave it, leave it there, like, just plant the seed. But I would even ask – is it possible is it possible that other cultures these like because there's other cultures i've heard like of african tribes right who have a a certain name they know this ultimate one god this supreme one god and only one god as this name you know and that name is different from the name that we know him as but is it possible that they are in fact worshiping the same God that we are worshiping? They just know yeah. him as a different person. Yeah. Right? I'm not saying, all right, y'all Christians out there that are, are ready to, you know, they ready to go like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not saying that is, that is the case, right? I'm just asking, could it be that mm. that's, who they in their own language in their own understanding right before before they had their hands on a bible right before they had their hands on a holy text could it be that that's how they understood or how they named that supreme god they had experienced you know so just just tower of babel babel however you want to say it there was a dispersing of nations and languages all from one central location. It's totally believable that, yeah. that they would have the same God. That's crazy. Yeah. But, but I want to, I want to kind of get at what, what Ryan, you were talking about earlier, like talking about authority and that we have the power to do, we've been given the power to choose what to do with it. And That's we good. could either use it for good or abuse it. And to be, and, and, and so for me, the power, the image of God becomes about how we manage power. Like it, it sounds kind of forceful, I think, but 
that's what we're seeing in scripture. It's about how you use the power that has been given to you. Yeah. Um, and in connection, connecting it to the life of Jesus, I think, I think that Jesus, um, that's what he's doing. Jesus is saying, you've been using power incorrectly, mm. like not just to, to the religious establishment, because the religious establishment, like the Pharisees, like they, they thought they were doing the right thing. Yep. But because of what they were doing and the way they were doing it, they were excluding some people. Um, and the same with, with the empire. Um, the empire was a big mismanagement of power. You look at, again, you look at the Old Testament, at the prophets, and a lot of what Israel was doing, a lot of what Judah was doing was, um, they were, it was, a, again, a worshiping other gods that led to um, establishing political alliances that ended up uh, crushing uh, the people that ended up uh, crushing the poor. Like, again, you look at Micah, Micah says, like, you've been treating my people so, I mean, Micah, like the book, the prophet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the other prophet. It's traumatized. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, kidding, kidding. But um, he says, like, you've, you've been treating my people like, like you, you've been, like you're eating them alive because of what you're doing and the way you're using your power. Mm. Um, and Jesus, I think the life of Jesus becomes the biggest critique of that. Like Jesus, the way Jesus uses his power is to, to give life, yeah. to serve. Like, like you look at John 13 and John 13, Jesus, it says, uh, and Jesus knowing that his father in heaven had all authority in heaven, he got down on his knee and started washing his disciples feet. Wow. Even Judas the one who was about to betray him. Jesus knew yeah. Judas was about to betray him. And Jesus was like, you know what? I'm going to still wash your feet. Like what you're going to do to me doesn't determine how I see you. It doesn't, it doesn't remove the image of God from you. Like yeah. it, it's not going to determine how I manage the power God has given me. Yeah. And it's good for me. And, and then you can share your, uh, we can talk about like the cost, but for me, that represents how I see the gospel, how I yes. see the good news of Jesus. Like it means using the power God has given me, whatever power that is, whatever privilege that is. And, and we, and Larry and I have talked about this and Ryan and I have talked about this. Like, yeah, like if you're a white man, you have a level of privilege, but if, if you're a Brown man, in a, a Latino family, you also have a level of privilege. Yeah. And it comes down to looking at all that, in a way, looking at power through the lenses of the life of Jesus. And Jesus used his power to serve. Hmm. He used his power to, to, to uh, fight for those who were marginalized. And yeah. for me, that informs, again, how I do ministry, um, what I support, what I don't support. If, if, if what you're doing or what a specific person is doing is not life-giving, then for me, that's anti-gospel. That's anti-God. Yeah. Um, and, and sometimes it's going to cost, mm -hmm. you know? Sometimes speaking out against injustice, it's going to cost you. Like, and Jesus, Jesus' life is evident of that. Jesus was crucified. Man, like, that's, like, that's a word for me. 
That right there is something I needed to hear. Dude, Jesus. Just that right there. Jesus was crucified. Like, and, and I think a lot of times, like, again, and I say this again because I preached about this a couple couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times we sing about the cross, Jesus died for me and for my sins. But what we don't realize is that the, the cruci- crucifixion is a thief's death. It is a liar's uh, death. It is a, a somebody who is seen as a threat kind of death. Like yeah. somebody who who is, was was causing an insurrection, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, those kind of people got crucified. Um, and and but yeah, what are you, what are your thoughts on that? Before before I yeah. keep going, man, let me let me just break this down. I, I and and let me get personal with this, right? Because you just said the the cost the cost of, of this gospel, right? The, co- the, the cost of living out this gospel for Jesus was death, was crucifixion, was death in, in the worst way possible in that time, right? And, and I would even say even in, if, that were the, if, if that were still a method of death now, it would still be probably the worst way to die. Like, and so that's, that was the cost of the gospel. Let me just say this one more time before I step into what I'm about to say. The cost of living out and truly living out the gospel, which obviously no one lived it out better than Jesus. The cost of it was death. Now, why am I saying this? I'm saying this because I was just sharing this with a, with a, with a friend of mine and I was just sharing this with Jeff and, and Ryan. Um, so I, I recently stepped, stepped away from, uh, my job at a church. Right. And, and I stepped away because I felt like God was calling me into, into, to step into something new, something different. Right. Um, and so, I I feel called to full-time ministry. I've I've felt that calling for full-time ministry. I've been doing it for the last 6 years um going on 7. And so and I enjoy it. I love it. I'm so passionate about it. I can't see myself ever not doing it even even outside of even if it's just a, as a volunteer like I I will always be connected to the church, right? But here, here's the thing that I was, I was thinking about. I have stepped into a time where I feel like God's calling me to speak boldly, hence the name Bold Barrio, to speak boldly on a lot of these matters, on calling out the ugliness in Christianity, uh, and not just to, to not just to, you know, bring down people and and bash people. Like that's not the goal. The or goal be is cool. to, you said what? Or be cool. Or be cool. Yeah, no. Cool yeah, no, no, not at all. Like, the goal here is to break down some of the things that have been ingrained in in our uh, way of, of living out Christianity, breaking that down in order to build build up a, 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 a better foundation and, and, and build a better future, right? That is that is rooted biblically that is 
biblically sound, a biblically sound foundation. Mm. And so, but here's the problem. What I'm saying is, is not, uh, uh, could be seen as not politically correct. I guess I could say Mm. could be seen as you are causing division could be Mm. seen as, uh, you know, you shouldn't be speaking on that. You should just focus on the gospel. And that's the thing. And when you when you hear a lot of these a lot of these leaders that are stepping up and specifically on Christian leaders, and we're going to tie it to somebody some some on another level of it. But uh, a lot of Christian leaders are being told, hey, just preach the gospel. Right. Just preach the gospel and the gospel will do the work when when you know when someone converts to christianity their hearts will transform and that you know and that that's where racism will die out now we know that's not true because uh a lot of racism has been practiced by the by christians Mm -hmm. and and even if you haven't practiced it you've been uh you you haven't done anything about it you know Mm -hmm. Because that whole notion of, you know, the gospel will do it by itself. But I think just preaching the gospel is not enough. Right. Mm. And so we could get into that in a bit. But before going into that, um, I want to go back to that whole costing because I one of the things that I've been thinking about the last few days, and I'll be honest, I'm going to be vulnerable, is this is I see it as it's going to be hard for me to get a job to, to be able to ever be staffed at a church again. If people hear what I'm saying right now, because mm-hmm. a, a lot of churches do not want you to speak out. And I'm, and, and I'm being, I'm being very, I feel like I'm trying, I'm trying to be very clear on these things because I feel like I can't, you can't like, you can't dumb it down. You can't soften it up. You know, it, it has to be said the way, the way, the way it, it needs to be said, you know, and as, as hurt, as painful as it might be, as uncomfortable as it might be, you know, and so, so there's this fear that the cost of me, the cost of me speaking out on these things that I feel God is calling me to speak out on is going to be uh, a lack of opportunity to work in full-time ministry. And so hearing you say, yo, the, the cost of living out the gospel for Jesus was death, you know, is like, yo, what, like, <laughs> you're over here worried about a a job type of thing, type of thing, not to mention, not to mention that, like, there's a level of lack of trust there in God and that if God is calling you to step in uh, or, or step out and speak out, won't he provide? Won't he provide opportunities? Won't he provide this? And, you know, and so I think that was very uh, challenging for me. You saying that because I have to uh, I, I think I think we have to we Christians, we got to stop being afraid of. Uh, speaking out truth as long as it's biblically true as long as you're not you know I I think Ryan mentioned this earlier like like you know what you're saying is not you know doesn't have an intent to damage and the purpose behind it is to build up 
to build. I think if that's the purpose, then say it, you know? And I think, I think we definitely have to be very, very, uh, careful with how we say things right we can't we're not just gonna say things and say things just to make people upset and all that that's kind of if you go back to that whole uh the white trump conversation that's what i say to micah i'm like micah i know your intentions are good and and what what your goal is to build up and all this but that was hurtful that wasn't said right you know and so i think we do have to be careful and all that but all that to say is I think that what Jeff is saying is so important for us as Christian leaders to 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 remember as Christians we got to remember yo the cost of 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 being like Jesus is is not an easy cost is not a a comfortable position to be in right um it's a humbling position to be in you know so sorry I went on a little rant there but I I I did feel I did feel like what you just said just hit man like that you know yeah man, the cost of the gospel yeah and Ryan I don't know if you want to say something you could go and then I'll go after no I'm I'm I mean I've been sitting in that with with Larry yeah. we both kind of been feeling the same thing I mean I still work in a church mm. and it's been um it's been tough to find uh to dance that toe that delicate line of um speaking out and and um especially when there's been uh, yeah. such a crazy year pandemic social injustices everywhere um things like that it's it's been tough uh working in ministry because you don't want to alienate you, you know my my heart isn't to you know prove myself right uh, politically or or even theologically i'm i'm there to to bring people into an environment where they yeah. can meet Jesus um, and, and disciple them and come alongside them. Um, so part of me is like, Hey man, I got to point out, like, we, we need to be bold. We need to make, we, we need to get, it's crazy that we're scared to talk about the gospel and, and share the truth uh, be, because we might not get jobs in ministry. That's wild. That's why we're doing this. <laughs> yeah. um, but on the other side of it, you, you also know how fragile people are right now yep. um, and, and how hot of a topic um, things like that can be. Yep. And so and, it's been difficult. So that was good. That, yeah. It's a good reminder. And I think the problem is that, and it goes back to what, uh, I don't know if we, I don't know if this was talked about it during the recording of the podcast or before, no, it, it was definitely def- definitely before, but we're talking about the lack of uh, the or or the uh, biblical uh, illiteracy, right? The lack of uh, understanding of, of the Bible, and I think it goes back into this because I don't think people, if it like what you just said, Ryan, is very true. But people would say, "What do you mean? Uh, you know, you're you're not. We're not you." You know, you're scared of getting of not getting an opportunity at church because you're not preaching the gospel. If you're really preaching the gospel, you're going to get the opportunity. Right. But there's one thing of preaching a narrow gospel, right, a a fine, uh, specific area of the gospel and preaching the whole gospel, preaching, and I love, I love the 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 term that you use, Jeff, the embodiment 
of the gospel, right? What, what the gospel fully embodies, right? Because we see there's so much because if we think about it, I was, I was just going through this for, for an essay I wrote. And in Romans 12, we see that it says, you know, it says be transformed by the renewing of your minds. Right. And, and then with, with that, with that, and let me, let me, let me bring that up real quick. Y'all about to read some more scripture real quick before we, <laughs> before we end this up. But Romans 12 says this says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. And then here comes verse two. Do not be confirmed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And and what is good and acceptable could be could be could be seen as what is pleasing to God. What is pleasing to God? And that takes me back to Micah 6, 8. You know, what does the Lord require of you? Right? What does the Lord require of you? And that's uh, to, to, to uh, do justice, right? Yeah. Walk, do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly before your God. There it is. And so, so I think that when, when we are told, when we are told, to just preach the gospel when speaking out against racial injustice, you're telling me not to fully live out the gospel, right? Because living out, embodying the gospel, the gospel, someone I read, I read someone say, and this is the last thing I'm going to say, uh, uh, compare the gospel to the solar system, right? And how like Jesus and the gospel is like the sun, right? The center of the so- of our solar system. But there's other things with pa- that are part of that solar system, right? You see the planets, the stars, the moons. Like, there's more to that solar system than just the sun, right? The sun, yes, the sun is the center of it. But look at how that center impacts, and you know, impacts the the rest of that of that system that's in place. So. I think so so should the gospel um be to us in the way that yes the gospel is the center right the truth of the gospel Jesus is the center Jesus crucified is the center but what does that do to your life what transformation does that bring into your life you know and if that transformation doesn't make you step out and and do things like Jesus did, like Jesus stepping stepping in to save the woman that was about to be stoned, right? Mm-hmm. The, if it doesn't if it doesn't cause you, if the gospel doesn't cause you to go and sit uh sit with and eat with people that you see are are not <laughs> good people, you know, if you're only sitting with Christians, well, you know, uh, are you fully living out the gospel, right? And so I think, I think we're gonna have to use another episode to dive into that. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. But, and but what what are your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, before man, we wrap man. up. Yeah, wrapping up. Like you guys, you guys said a lot of good things, and and I want to hit some of those things. Uh, kind of going back a little bit to crucifixion, and I think I like. 
one of the things that I love that I loved uh, reading last week was uh, if you guys ever get the opportunity to read N.T. Wright, uh, check him out. Oh, yes. Um, N.T. Wright. And um, uh, he has a lot of like uh, um, more popular books, but um, there's this book called The New Testament and the People of God. And that one's a little bit more dense, but that one he gets into um, just the, 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 the historical context of of who the people of God are in the New Testament a little bit before the New Testament times. And one of the things he says is that one of the first symbols that the church took as their own in order to begin to create an identity, just like, for example, you think about uh, Jewish people, one of the things that they're identified by in scripture is, for example, circumcision. So, uh, and other, other things, not just that, um, or, or, or the Sabbath or different things. And for the Christians, the first thing that they were identified as uh, that they used to identify themselves was the cross. Yeah. Um, and so they became the people of the cross. And, and for me, it was just a, a, a big, like, I, I, for me, I felt like I found a treasure, like, like wow. the first image that the church used to identify themselves was not as a royal priesthood or um, the body, which they're there. But yeah. one of the first images was the cross. And it's so important because it's such a disempowering image. It's not like being called royalty. Royalty is empowering. It makes you, it elevates you. It elevates yeah. your status. But the cross, it requires that you, that you let go of your status. Um and I, I like I feel like now I'm on a mission for the for to get like my church and the people around me like we need to identify with the cross. Mm-hmm. But I will say this, like what's beautiful about the life of Jesus is that the cross is not the end. Like, yeah, yeah, it, it, there is crucifixion and it's a big part and central to, to our faith, like you were saying, Larry. But death does not have the last word. Yeah. It's, it's God. It's the resurrection. It's life. And then there's the ascension, right? Mm-hmm. We don't really emphasize the ascension. Yeah. Um, um, and so for me, the reason why I'm able to give up my life, the reason why I'm able to pay the cost um, is because I know, I believe there's a God there who's going to bring me back to life. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I'm saying it in a very obviously spiritual religious way. And what I'm trying to say is that, it just doesn't end at the at the cross. Like mm-hmm. it is painful to be in the cross. It is painful to be rejected. It is painful to be looked down upon. But it doesn't end there. Um, mm. And and that's what's beautiful about it. And and um, other activists, man. Like like again, I don't want to glorify death. Like not at all. Like um, because again, death doesn't win. Life always wins. Yeah. Um, but you look at activists and, and people who preach the gospel and look at how their lives turn. Like they always, they always ruffle the wrong feathers. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it, it just sucks. Like they, both of you guys pointed out that it has to be that way, yeah. but yeah. somebody has to do that work, yeah. you know? And, and um, I've, and but, I see just a little side note real quick. And I see so much. Uh, that's one thing that I've been like, that I sometimes even I've, I've tripped about which is the emphasis of being willing to die for 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 the gospel the the emphasis on 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 how that like symbolizes i guess what it looks like to follow jesus right 
what it looks like to yeah. to 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 be so so some, I think some people mm-hmm. I, I feel like a lot of times we imagine it as somebody's gonna come point a gun at me and ask me to reject Jesus and then come I'm on. not and then I'm gonna die. Um but like like it, it's it's not I don't want to say it's that simple, but it's like you're saying, Larry, like it's like what Dr. King says, like it's the willingness to go to whatever lengths for the sake of community. Yeah. Um, and and that's what Jesus did. He went to whatever length was necessary, like which was mm. which was death. And and I think that's the aim. Like, and I wanna I wanna point out what, what Ryan was saying, like you, you said something really important that I feel like a lot of times we forget that it's not just about calling out people like that. It's about welcoming people into a conversation as well, where we're able to yeah. talk about it, like not just condemn them, like not just cancel them. Right. Right. Um, but like the fact that, Hey, I'm gonna make enough space for me to speak my truth. But um, I also want to hear you and I want you to experience like what is going on. But at the same time, welcoming into that same space those that are being crushed by injustice and 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 reaching out to them and 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 i don't know just creating this space where we're all able to kind of just dialogue and and learn and 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 learn from each other you know um and i want to just this will be the last the last thing um i say and um it's I just want to say it this way, like Dietrich Bonhoeffer, he was a, he was a pastor uh, during uh, Nazi Germany. And uh, he wrote a book called The Cost of Discipleship. And uh, the main gist is that like, there's a difference between costly grace and cheap grace. Mm. And, and cheap grace is comfort. Cheap grace will never lead you to the cross. Costly grace will. And, and I think Bonhoeffer, whether rightly so or not embodies that in his life, you know, especially in relation to Hitler, it's insane. Yeah. Um, and so just to kind of connect it, like the reason why we go to whatever extent for community is because not only do we see it in the life of Jesus, but that's God's purpose from the beginning, from yeah. Genesis one. Um, we go to whatever lengths for community because we believe people bear the image of God. Because mm-hmm. we believe that that people are a gift, um, and for me that changes everything. Realizing like it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter what you do, your life is a gift. And when I see it that way, when I learn to see it that way, it, it, it doesn't make it easier, but the propensity to fight for you becomes even bigger. That's good. Um, and for me, like, and and for us, that's the gospel. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Not only do we have the image of God, but the New Testament authors, Paul in particular, really passionate about clarifying that God chose us to bear the image of God. Uh, I just pulled up Ephesians. This is a beginning Ephesians one. Uh, I think this is for even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. That's big. Yep. We're not only image bearers. He chose us and we are without fault in his eyes. Wow. And holy. We're set apart to be used. Wow. I think if everyone, I think the, that's why the New Testament authors kind of sometimes sound like they're just like so freaking crazy passionate about that right there, that it sometimes gets jumbled. 
and people have a hard time deciphering it. But if we can just grasp onto a little bit of that, just grasp onto a little bit of God's image, which, which Jesus sent to clarify, like, or Jesus was sent to clarify that, like, hey, this is, when we say image of God, I'm talking about servanthood. I'm talking about, the, I'm exam, Jesus was the example of that. Yep. If we can catch onto that and catch that not only is that the image of God, but we share that and we were chosen to share that. Think about how many, how much better we would treat people, how many, how many times we would handle situations differently. It's pretty mind blowing. That's good. Uh, and that's not the social gospel. That's not the liberation gospel. Nope. That's not like the Latin American gospel or whatever. That's the gospel. Period. period. Yeah. Period. Come on. And and I just want to say something real quick because you both you both said said things that could be interpreted in in one's own convenience. Hmm. Uh and I'm gonna say it and, and let me this is the last thing I'm gonna break down, I promise. No, you're good. But this is important. Uh what uh read that verse again, uh uh Ryan, please. Yep. Uh it's Ephesians one. This is NLT verse four. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. So so that when if when I read it, when I read it or or hear that, uh you know, I immediately think, I immediately think that that's talking about without fault, as in without sinning, right? Without sin. But could it mean without fault, as in without being complicit with with some of the injustice, right? That that is going on without like, could it mean could it mean beyond just simply sinning, but but without fault as in without being part of and without being like allowing what Christ like said, you know, in, 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 in what you did to the least of these, you know, you know, the, 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 I got, I had to go back to that scripture. Let, let's read I, that. I get you. I get you. And you I know what don't, I'm saying. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I think when it, when he, when Paul says without fault, I think he's looking at those who've already decided to follow Jesus. And he says like, like, because you are now in Christ, like you believe in Christ. Um, God doesn't, God doesn't see you as, as with fault. Like God, like Jesus has, ah, I see, that. I see. Yeah. Jesus has erased that. Now in terms of, I, I, I get you though, how that can be twisted. Like, yeah, and I don't think we're ever like, just because you accepted Jesus, it doesn't mean you're not responsible for your actions. Yep. Like, and I feel like a lot of times we'll say like, we'll say the prayer and I'm not responsible. It's done away with. And I think that's where like Jamar Tisby says in, in his book in color compromise in the beginning, he says that, that in order for there to actually be unity and healing, there needs to be truth, truth telling first yep. and then repentance. Mm, and I don't that's think good. I don't think God seeing his people as faultless um, removes our responsibility for uh, right. repenting. Yeah. And, and, and what I wanted to say that tie, what I wanted to tie that in with is that whole thing of like misinterpreting or not misinterpreting it, but 
but interpreting it for somebody else is is where I'm getting it at because even what you said with 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 this pastor you know that whole thing of the cost of discipleship one can hear that and say yeah you know there's a cost to discipleship there's a cost for you to be a disciple there's a cost but i think i the way i understood it is there's a cost to disciple right not only is there a cost of being discipled but there's a cost to disciple you know and that's like the the being in relationship the the getting in there right um you know the whole thing of of grace isn't cheap grace isn't cheap it's free right it's 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 given freely you don't have to work for it right jesus did the work for it but i think where the work comes in is is working it out onto others right working out that grace unto others which is interesting because that is what we see the christian church lacking so much in america right that that cost of showing that grace the cost of discipling actually getting in there and that's what we we're talking about earlier with the the lack of discipleship in in the church you know because there's a cost of it there's work to be done it's easy just to preach the gospel right you're saying just preach the gospel. That wasn't on purpose, y'all. It's the hey. Lord. You know? It's hey. easy just to preach the gospel. <laughs> but but live it out and disciple is costly. It costs. It will cost you. And I'm gonna leave it at that because it's just gonna Only we had the cha ching. You know? You know? Gonza out. Larry out. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome, man. Awesome. Um, uh, thanks. Thanks, everyone, for, for the conversation. Another conversation in the barrio. Yes. Good as always. Yo, and keep hitting us up, man. Like, I've had some dope conversations. Yo, I've had conversations with... I had a conversation with somebody that's been listening to the podcast, and it was just a fire conversation. We're even... We're going to have to bring them on. Mm -hmm. Um but and i and i've heard of people that are struggling that are wrestling with uh, with with some of the things that we're saying and, and and you know and so we need to hear this and we need to we need to have yep. these conversations so uh hit let's, us up let's wrestle together yes exactly exactly you know i got checked i got checked by jeff right now on this podcast you know but and, and i needed that you know what i'm saying so he pushed back and i was like dang <laughs> But it's needed. We need that, fam. That's how we grow, and 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 we're gonna keep doing that. So that's what this podcast is about. That's what this barrio is about. Being bold. Thank you guys for joining us. This was the Bold Barrio Podcast.